0: together Will and Garrett Huxley make up the art duo the Huxleys. You've just heard a little of their song Bloodlines. It's also the title of their exhibition currently on at Murray Madang the First Nations Gathering Space at Carriage Works. Their work connects the world of photography, art making, performance and drag. And Bloodlines is no different. Aways Riley Mansfield visited the exhibit to meet the pair and learn how they stage and shoot the photos that honour their queer elders. Here's Will.
1: When we didn't feel like we had a place, these artists were like shining beacons that said, there is a place for you, and we just owe them so much, and we've always sort of feel like we stand on their shoulders, and this exhibition is about carrying their torch, because we wouldn't be here doing this without them and each of them mean something very special to us. This work, uh, which is a bright yellow lurid (laughs) image, is a tribute to Australian artist Lee Bowery, and Garrett was lucky enough to see Lee perform in the early 90s. Lee is from Sunshine in Melbourne.
2: Yeah, I I grew up on the Gold Coast in the eighties and it were there was nothing queer around me even though it's a very camp place. <laughs> and um Lee Barry I used to see in magazines like The Face and ID magazine and it just really stood out to me. It was this it was so saturated and so creative. And I was obsessed with these this imagery and I eventually at the end of grade twelve I just hitched um hitched down to Sydney and caught a plane to London in 1990 and I was fortunate enough to end up at clubs Lee Bowery would perform at and so that was really special to me and Lee's so special to me for you know for me finding my own path that way. We often say you've got to be careful who you idolise because you know when Garrett saw
1: Lee we didn't realise then that we would end up on this path. And Lee's performances were truly shocking, even today. And Lee really transformed the idea that your body can be however you want it to be. There is no like, restriction on gender or body shape, or he was very freeing making the body into an artwork. And um, for us, that just opened so many doors for us. And, and he just didn't care what anyone thought of him and just made himself into the canvas. And we were lucky enough to meet his father Tom Barry, and we've performed at the Barry Theatre in Melbourne and we visited his grave and we've left flowers and little um, pictures for him uh, and we feel like he, he was probably the most uh, for us when we first started making art we were kind of so in awe of him and our work may have looked like Lee's and he kind of opened the door for us and often people say that you just need the door opened and then because of people like Lee, we were able to t- take it further and take it in our own direction. And we owe him a great deal. And he's now admired all over the world. But when he was working as an artist, he wasn't really embraced by the art world. He put his work on the streets and in clubs and just kept making work. For many years as artists, We no one said yes to us, but we still made our work. We just kept putting it out there. And people like Lee were like trailblazers for that. Like. If you want to make art, you just have to do it, even if people don't want to see it. <laughs> Why don't you walk us through your creative process? We always start with drawing with illustrations, and we'll draw a picture of how we might want to look um, or how it, the image might end up. And we take elements from the artist. So with the Lee Barry image, he was from Sunshine, so we used this bright lurid yellow background in the fabric. He also used a lot of like, uh, fabrics that were sort of ornate like Laura Ashley florals but made them really punk and scary so that great contrast so Garrett is an incredible uh, sewer and so we design and then make together and this image has the Mylar shooting out of the bums, which is a tribute to an, a performance he did, which was an anima on stage, <laughs> which is really full on. It went quite wrong and sprayed the audience. And we wanted to try and
2: um, kind of capture some of the, that element of performers, there, like, the boundaries they pushed. Yeah, one thing we realised when we were researching and going through all these artists from that time was how extreme they were and shocking. Shock was a big part of what they were doing. And we had this beautiful conversation with William Yang and we were talking about this. And William brought up the fact that it was oppressed for thousands of years. And, you know, it it just came out in the 70s and 80s in this bang, like, just... William said that for years the, being,
1: being queer was not talked or celebrated about, and we had to keep in silence. And after the gay liberation, this explosion of creativity, and people were, were just wanted to be loud and wanted to be heard. And so some of that work is so shocking and so powerful. And it's that's what happens when you keep people quiet. And it's so important. And we don't know whether we could be as shocking as Lee, but we're so grateful for for that. And you know, we hope that this work captures some of the spirit. We do these shoots together, just the two of us, and uh, we, you know, lots of running back and forth with the camera, and do our own makeup, and it's kind of a really bonding experience. Lots of things go wrong. It can be bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wigs can fall off. Like it just,
2: yeah, it's it's an extreme process, but we do it because we love it. Yeah, the kind of arguments or, you know, things we have with each other are very different from other people. Your eyelash is bigger than (laughs) mine. or (laughs) That um, Mylar butt plug is
1: not inserted (laughs) far enough inside you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) How did you choose who you put in the exhibition?
1: We chose the artists that for us when we were growing up, were the ones that sort of were very formative for us, that people that we saw as like young queer people trying to find our identity. It was the, the, these were the artists that spoke to us. uh, And so we chose like ones that are personal heroes of ours. The project was never designed as like who, was more important to be remembered than others, because there are so many, um, and through this project, we have been brought the, to the attention of so many beautiful artists that we didn't know about. And that's probably my favorite thing that's come out of this, is finding out about all these heroes that we didn't know. And in our country, the, uh, the queer Australian artists were not celebrated and so, a lot of the, there are, you know, there are Australian artists in this, but there's more sort of international artists because that's what we were, that's what was given press and magazines. And on. so, through this project, we've learned about a lot of local heroes. There was a beautiful Indigenous dancer called Malcolm Cole. Who, we've, who was actually in charge of the first ever uh, First Nations float in Mardi Gras. And we've included Malcolm on the quilt that we made and finding out stories like that. And he was dressed as Captain Cook and he had all these white men pulling his boat. And he's so powerful and it's such beautiful to discover these
2: stories. Yeah, we have a quilt in the exhibition, which is about 4.5 by five meters. It's massive. And the, the quilt was a way of including people in the exhibition that that we, because there's just so many, this, the, this idea of this exhibition could go on forever. So it was a way of including people that we really thought we wanted to include. And it also allowed us to make more quilts and panels for people that could come to the show and say, have you heard about this artist? And, and we hadn't heard about artists. So it's a beautiful exchange of history and knowledge that we're sharing with people that come to the exhibition. We're sharing with them and we, we're learning about these beautiful people who we can now incorporate into the quilt. Can you tell us a little bit about the significance of The Blanket and
1: perhaps the historical context of where it's come from? Yeah, so the curator of this exhibition is an incredible uh, man called Jacob Boehm, who's the First Na- who was the First Nations curator at Heritage Works. His partner he introduced us to works for the AIDS Council in Victoria and invited us to come and look at the original AIDS quilts, which were made in the late 80s and early 90s, which were a way for people who lost their loved ones to cherish and remember them. And they made panels with their images and their names and embellished them in all these beautiful details. And it was a way to keep their stories alive and remember them. And it's like this queer storytelling. And we found it so moving and that we wanted to create one for this show with all the heroes that we wanted to keep. There are young people that say to us, who was this artist? And now we can say, look, they're here. You can look them up and including them in this quilt was a beautiful way of, of continuing that storytelling and keeping the remembrance alive. Um, AIDS quilts were so important because they we never want to forget. And a lot of queer people didn't have maybe families that cherished them. So their friends would make panels for them. And uh, this was just a beautiful way of doing that and inviting the community to, to send us images that we've printed and so we've added new panels that we've learnt about artists we never knew and this project, we feel like the quilt could grow on forever.
2: Yeah, we've got another quilt we're making because we're doing another quilt making session. And the uh, studio is not small, but making this was a real task. We didn't actually see it unfolded before we got to Carriage Works here. So it's really beautiful to see up in it all its glory. We want to
1: continue this, these quilts and we see it as an ongoing project that we could take to different places and find new artists that need to be celebrated. and one day we would like
2: to you know maybe donate the quilts to an aids organization that can keep it and just yesterday i was up um, north from my mum's 70th and her next door neighbor had um, all these clippings from a performer a drag performer from the 60s in lay girls in melbourne that she was best friends with and she came over with this these beautiful photographs because she heard about the project we were doing you know so we got to learn about her, um, her name was Cinnamon Brown and um, beautiful, stunning, amazing performer and we're going to include Cinnamon Brown in the next quilt which is a really beautiful idea and then mum's neighbour was so she just said I never got to say goodbye to this person and so it was just beautiful and it was just so unexpected as well It was so touching she said this is a way that
1: their legacy can be continued and i said we will tell everyone we can about cinnamon brown and it it was just unexpected to get have that story and it just opens people up to, to to share these important people from their lives
0: that was will huxley one half of the art duo the huxleys you also heard from his husband and creative partner garrett they were speaking with Ways Riley Mansfield about their exhibition, Bloodlines, which is part of Sydney World Pride. You can catch it for free now until the 5th of March.
1: Think bigger about the world we live in.
0: Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.